Canuck Central, hour number two in the Kintec studio. Hour number two of Canuck Central is brought to you by Andrew Sherritt Limited, your plumbing and heating wholesaler, a proud family-owned BC company, helping local business since 1892. It is a Friday, so you know what happens on Friday. Sat puts out a question during the course of the day on Twitter, at Satyar Shaw, asking for your mailbag questions. Producer Josh Elliott Wolf compiles all of the many questions that have come in from you, and we answer them because that's what we do. We love our listeners, and they love hearing us answer their questions, whatever they may be. All right, Josh, let's get it going. All right. The first one we will start with comes from Two Left Pedals. What record does the road trip need to finish at to avoid disappointment? Oof. Oh, hey. Uh, five points. Five points? Five points. Is so that five? 500? 500. So, however, we, however you want to make make it into 500. So five really... of the remaining eight points available. Yeah. I mean, since they lost the first one, they can't have five overtime losses. So yeah. that's out of the window. <laughs> so really, the only way they, get, they can get to five points is two, two, and one. <laughs> I think they uh, they might regret not being able to close that one out the other night. No, wait, 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 wait. Uh, they could have three OT losses and one win mm-hmm. to get the five points. They could. Yeah. So they, they could essentially go no one and four on the road trip and still get five points. Don't know how pumped people would be about that. <laughs> you know how many losses that is? It's fake 500. <laughs> You're three games on the 500. Hey, points percentage is points percentage. Um, yeah, like, look, uh, if they continue to play pretty well and we see them build off of what they did against Edmonton, I mean, I'm not going to crush them if they go if they end up two and three by the end of the road trip. Yeah. You know, but I, I, I definitely want to see more of the good that we saw against Edmonton and also be able to play a full 60 minutes, mm-hmm. you know? Like, again, there's really no excuse for um, even after the 3-1 goal for what happened afterwards, right? You're still up by two goals. That's uh, just infuriating that they gave up that three-goal lead. Well, like Yannick said, they found a way to lose, and that's yeah. what they've been doing the past few years, and they got to fix it. JL, can you give an example of how Canucks max- maximizing their LTIR recapture can benefit them in the future. Well, what it could benefit them in is being able to acquire a player that can make up the $3 million. Mm-hmm. Now, that also would necessitate them sending a few guys down and whatever. But what it means is they could go and get a player for up to three, three and a half million over the cap. So they have some flexibility in making some trades. So yeah. if they want to make a trade and take on some salary, like a million or two, they could do so. And that it, is significant. It, uh, it gives them some flexibility going into the trade deadline. Should not much change yeah. on the roster until then. Um, you know, when injuries become an issue and you probably need to pick up a guy from uh, Abbotsford, you know, you're, you're going to be able to do that because you've opened up three and a half million dollars worth of cap space. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it, Anyway, it, like it benefits them over the course of the season. Now, you know, as we talked about with Frank Saravalli, they were trying to move the Furlan contract, potentially, uh, as he reported. 
obviously were not able to do that. Well, they were trying to get under the salary cap. They were trying to get under the $82.5 million ceiling so that they could potentially you know, not have to go into LTIR, which is hugely beneficial during the course of the season because then your cap space accumulates. You'll see a team like Minnesota right now who has a handful of cap space and if you go to LTI, uh, if you go to cap friendly, they'll project their deadline cap space as $14 million because it accumulates over the course of the season. So it's always more beneficial to have actual cap space, but the Canucks and this front office obviously inherited a lot of what they've got and they've made the best of their situation. The only, the one thing they also can't do is uh, if, if the players hit performance bonuses, like Kuzmenko, they would have to tag that onto next year. Yeah. Because uh, LTIR cap space does not allow for you to tag any performance overages. Just like uh, the San Jose Sharks were able to uh, <laughs> tag Evander Kane's cap hit and settlement to last year's salary cap since they had uh, some cap space uh, available from last season. This one from Drew. If Brock Besser does not perform well this season... Should the Canucks consider trading him and using some of Besser's $6.5 million cap hit toward re-signing Bo Horvat? The Canucks have decent wing options, plus Lekaramaki in the pipeline. I think if Brock is underperforming, you're, all, you're, you're stuck with him. Somebody would take him on, sure, but I don't know what you're getting for Brock Besser at his, uh, at his cap charge other than the salary cap space. Well, depends. If, he, if, if, as the question says, he is underperforming. Yeah, you're not going to be able to um, get much in return. Maybe you move the money out. But, I mean, the thing is, they don't need money to sign Bo. No. The Canucks right now have about $16 million in cap space next season. Can make even a bit more, depending on what they do with Riley Stillman. They have enough money to sign Bo. They have enough money to sign Kuzmenko as well. They have enough money to bring everybody back next yeah, season. They can run it back. They can. The question is, how much more do you have to add on top of what you have? Yeah. But um, they don't need to trade Brock Besser to sign Bo Horvath. No. Um, uh, look, I like a lot of players on this roster outside of the obvious ones, I think everybody's on the table to open up cap space and do some other things with the roster should the right opportunities become available. Nobody uh, outside of the very few, nobody is really safe on this roster right now. Okay, into the Bo Horvat section of questions. Ah, yes. Canuck Kook, which teams do you think are most interested in acquiring a quality center such as Bo Horvat? Columbus and Colorado come to mind for them. So one team I've earmarked if Bo does get to free agency is the Detroit Red Wings, a team that would have a ton of interest, and I believe there would be some level of mutual interest. But... That's if Bo becomes a free agent because I just don't see a scenario where the Red Wings are in a position to want to trade for Bo Horvat right now. They're still very much in a rebuilding or uh, not rebuilding, just building phase right now. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to narrow down because we haven't heard any real rumors around Bo and, you know, what's going to be happening with him. What, I, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this, a lot of teams would have interest in Yeah, Bo. they would, but at the same time, it's not an easy deal to, to pull off because you got to sign them to a big contract. Yeah. So I think that it's still a limited list of teams because teams just don't have cap space, you know, and what Vancouver would want in return would want, they want cap flexibility or they want some money. One team I can see be really inter- being really interested is the Toronto Maple Leafs. 
I think the Leafs would be a team that would really be interested uh, in a guy like Bo Horvat. Well, yeah. He'd be their third-line center. That's kind of what they're looking for. That's sort of the thing about Bo. Um, you know, he's tagged as a third-line center here in Vancouver. But, yeah, if uh, a lot of contending teams that might want him for a playoff run, he may not be figuring into their top six forward group. Um, it's part of the conversation around Bo here, and it would be in other parts as well. I wonder about the Washington Capitals. Problem with the Capitals. They don't have a ton of young assets to attach. They've obviously got the uh, injury with Nick Backstrom, so they could use the help down the middle of the ice. Not a ton of cap space there either. I would wonder about Minnesota. Um, They're always, like, right now they're in all-in mode because of the cap charges, the dead cap they've got in Zach Parise and Ryan Suter. So I think Minnesota is going to be a team that uh, obviously is a player at the deadline, and they're one of the few teams I consider a contender that could very easily use more help through the middle of the ice. Yeah, and the other team I'll throw out there would be the Montreal Canadiens. So two Canadian teams to consider. And Minnesota's got, uh, as uh, <laughs> Judd Brackett's been there for a couple of years now, they got some really interesting prospects in Minnesota. Yeah, but I mean, the thing with Minnesota is they have like one defensive prospect they don't want to trade. Carson Lambos, maybe? Yeah, Brock Faber. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. The one they just acquired. That's the one you would really, really want. Mm. Tough. Tough. Uh, next question. Five Canucks thoughts. What young defenseman is a realistic return <laughs> in a trade for Bo Horvat? Brock Faber. <laughs> yeah, I wish. Um, realistic return? That's so hard to pin down. Um, when teams have young defensemen that they covet, they are really hard to pry away. Why did Los Angeles trade Brock Faber? Because they've got an embarrassment of riches of young yeah. defensemen on the right side. That is something that is very um, unique, I would say, around the National Hockey League. Why did the New York Rangers trade Nils Lungfist? Well, one, he asked for a trade because he clearly saw that he had been passed on the depth chart by other guys and there was no clear pathway to him getting significant minutes in New York, uh, there are very few situations where that young defenseman actually is um, readily available. Sad. Yeah, I mean, the one guy I would look at, a type of player I'd be looking at, is somebody that the St. Louis Blues have, and he's injured, but Scott Perunovic. Mm-hmm. That's a type of player uh, I could see them getting. Now, Perunovic is a bit smaller and whatever, but he's a very talented player, and you'd want to get, obviously, something else in, in addition to what you yep. get for a Perunovic type. But they're not getting a um, Schneider, Braden Schneider type. You know what I mean? That's just a reality of where teams are at. Like, you can get an NHL player maybe, but right now, so far, teams have been reluctant to trade their best defensive prospects. What you might be looking at more than anything is some center prospects. But the question is about defensemen. The sense I've been getting is no team is willing to be trading, is so far willing to trade their best defensive prospects. And... You know, if a team like L.A. was interested, Helge Granz is a guy that would be interesting. Um, Columbus is kind of a wild card. I don't know how their season goes 
I still view them as a team that ends up on the outside of the playoff picture looking in. But let's just say, for argument's sake, they do end up at or near the deadline and are looking to add because they're having a good season after all the offseason moves they made. They're an interesting team. They just drafted Matejchuk and Juracek. Yeah, I still think you're getting Juracek. Yeah, you're definitely not getting Juracek. You know, you're probably not getting Juracek. It's just too high a prospect to get. Matejchuk, maybe, because he got drafted a bit later. But you're not getting the team's best prospects. Like, you're not getting that level of a prospect with, uh, with Bo as a rental either. No. Right, so that's uh, that's always going to be the the hard part about theorizing any of these trades. This one from Matt: On what current NHL franchise is Bo Horvat a one seed? Coyotes. That's one. <laughs> one team is Arizona. We got that one figured out. Would he? Is he a better center than Ryan Hartman? Yes. Probably. Hartman had 34 goals last year, 65 points. Bo would have had the same. Bo with Kaprizov. Probably guess the same. But I'd say he'd probably be, you know, the best team he'd be a first-line center on probably is the Minnesota Wild. Yeah. Would he be a 1C in Columbus? Because Boone Jenner is that right now. Yeah. Maybe not long-term, but currently. Yeah, him and Boone, I mean, pretty much. I would say yes. Maybe. Him him and Jenner aren't too dissimilar, especially with the year uh, Jenner had this past year. Yeah. You know, Jenner had 44 points, 23 goals, and 59 games this past year. Yeah. And he scored 30 goals once, too, back in 2016. Uh, I'd say Seattle, probably. Uh, yeah. I mean... Yanni Gord is their number one? Like, who's their number one? Matty Beneers? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I long Beneers. term, I take Beneers, of course. Yeah. I don't uh, know. But if it's I think like there's today, an argument to be made. I don't know. You can argue for Beneers. So you can say that. A clear number one center. Yeah, clear number one center. Arizona... Well, Bo's not a number one center. Like I, I know his agent said it, but what, like, what's his, what's his agent supposed no, to but, say? No, but the question is, how many teams would be a number one center in? And it's you know, it's it's not a ton of teams. It's like a handful of it's teams. The team that's basically an AHL team right now. <laughs> Travis well, Minnesota, Boyd. But Minnesota's a good team. To his point, if he was playing in Minnesota, be a number one center. Minnesota is yeah. Minnesota's the one team. Okay. <laughs> uh, next You're one. A cup champion, by the way. <laughs> From Tan. <laughs> didn't look, didn't look good last night. No. Uh, a lot of people talk about re-signing Horvat, but what about re-signing Hoaglander? Would you sign him to a bridge deal or longer, four to five years, and how much? No. Give Hoaglander the Matias Samuelson contract. No, I'm not signing <laughs> Niels Hoaglander to any type of a contract right now. No. no. To any type of a contract? No, not right now. No, not not any type of contract. Oh, As okay. in, like, you know, yeah. um, I wait for the season to end, yeah. and then you start looking at... Reevaluate. Yeah, you, you know what, what contract I would sign him to? I would sign him to a three-year deal under $2 million. I'd do that. Sure. Yeah, I'd give him like the what did Cali Yarncroke sign? Th- th- four years, two million per. I don't even know if I do two. I'm not paying him two million per season. Right yet. now, he's projecting as a guy that's going to get about two, maybe a little bit more. I don't know. He's got to he's got to produce more. I mean, his rookie season, yes, last year didn't produce enough. Yeah. Um, Doesn't look like he'll be in a position to produce a ton this year. And if he ends up playing, you know, like Yannick said, mostly a bottom six role, you don't wanna, you want to be paying guys that are in a bottom six role two million per season. You know, maybe the best thing to do with Niels Hoaglander, honestly, is qualify him next year and have a cheap one-year deal and then yeah. see what he becomes. And if he shows he can be a steady bottom six guy with some upside, then, yeah, maybe you sign him to a longer-term deal. KHV, how is it that with Myers and Dermott out with injuries, Rathbone doesn't get a chance on defense? Uh, see, it's, it's a fair question. 
But I think the main reason we didn't see him play in the first game was because they had Riley Stillman. Mm -hmm. And they acquired him via trade. I think part of it was, hey, they just they just got him. The team wants to play him. You know, you acquiesce management who acquired this guy. And I think as time goes on, maybe they take Stillman out and maybe Rathmore gets a chance. But because he's a veteran, they just want to give that guy a chance right now. And they didn't play poorly. I know the no. metrics weren't great, but Burroughs and um, and Stillman, they got out of their own zone effectively. They didn't get hemmed in too long. Yeah, Stillman got walked by Connor McDavid, but who doesn't Connor McDavid walk? So I'd say he was fine. I'm with the overall sentiment, though. Uh, if you have a guy like Stillman and Burroughs playing, you should probably look to make some room from Jack Rathbone. Yeah. I've, I've yet to see McDavid walk me, by the way. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> um I, I do want to see Rathbone at some point. I mean, like, was he that bad in preseason that he didn't deserve to, to get a look? I get he got outplayed by Christian Willannon, but Christian Willannon got sent down anyways. Um, I, I do think Rathbone gets in sooner rather than later, but there's clearly some things they still see that they don't love with Jack Rathbone, or else he'd be in the lineup right now I think some of this goes down to and part of the reason I don't love it is a toughness thing like they they feel like they need more toughness and grit in the lineup and that's part of the reason Rathbone isn't in there right now all right the next one last Canucks related question is Van City Sports, in your guys' opinion, who is the most intriguing prospect you guys think could get the chance to make their debut at any time this season? Debut? Their debut. That's a tough list. Yeah. Is it Linus Carlson? <laughs> is it on the Canucks or just like anywhere? Could be anywhere. I mean, I think the question was about the Canucks. Yeah, I think it was about the Canucks. But if you want to make it anywhere, because yeah. no, I think the question it'd was be about easier the Canucks. to make it yes. anywhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's essentially Linus Carlson, right? I mean, because uh, Klimovich isn't getting yet. RST Baines, no. Probably Baines, maybe Jet Wu, who got a, a longer look at some point. Maybe him. You want to talk about prospects? That's Jet, pretty much it. Jet though. Wu got some some love. Oh, you know from what? Bruce Boudreaux. There is a clear answer. Arthur Silovs. No, it's Linus Carlson. No, it's still loves. Still loves a better prospect. Yeah, but better prospect. Most intrigue. I I go with uh, the scenario Silovs. for Silovs to play is like a lot of injuries. Is it's like one injury? No, it's your backup goalie. One injury happens, and if he's if he's out, if he's the best goalie in Abbotsford, yeah, it's one injury. Okay, not that complicated. If 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 he plays well, okay. That's the only one with the upside. I mean, Carlson's not going to come in and score 20 goals this year. <laughs> Fair. All right. I really want to see. I, I guess he made his debut last year, but Kent Johnson. Let's go, Columbus. Port Moody zone. Next question. Moving on to the non-Canucks ones. This one from uh, David Pinota. How many Spros has Dan had this week, and why hasn't Sat had any? This week. This week. Man. I don't know. I lose count. I don't count the Spros per week. Maybe per day I can give you the number. Well, what's the per day today? And we'll extrapolate it. Oh, today was uh, 
Today's been a light day. I've had I've only had two. I thought it was three before noon. <laughs> what happened? Usually it's three before noon. Yeah. I have Oh wait. Did I have three? Yeah, I did have three actually. I had two before the gym and one after the gym. <laughs> so, so you've had three already. See, I don't have Spros because I don't have I don't have espressos, but I have coffee. I drink coffee. Is yeah. it the same, or does I, it have to be a no, Spro? It's, it's got to be a Spro. Yeah, I know. It's I don't, totally I don't different do type of coffee. I don't think I've ever had a Spro. Never had an espresso. Like never had, had an shot espresso? of espresso. No. Have you ordered a latte well, in no, your I'm life? Just, I just well, that's mean not like, having a Spro. Yeah, I thought you meant like just the shot. Yes. There are shots of espresso in your in your latte. Yeah, yeah. I've had that. That's fine. <laughs> All right. Well, you just don't like the taste of of a no like of a black coffee? coffee. No. Wow. Not that guy. You're not old enough yet. No. No. It's uh. It's icky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, icky. This next one from Vicky. Uh, worldly travelers, if you're flying from Kansas City to Denver, layover of three plus hours, then flying three hours to YVR, where should you be buying your duty-free items. Oh, Denver. Denver. Probably Denver, yeah. Maybe – Isn't that an obvious Seattle answer? Too? Going to Seattle? Going to YVR. YVR, yeah. From Denver. Yeah, From you, you pick it up in the, the last destination before you cross the border. Well, you can still get – Because you'll be tired coming home. But you can still get it at duty-free at the airport as well in Vancouver. I mean, you Yeah. Could. Well, no, I don't – like, I don't know if they would let you – purchase at the duty-free in Kansas City. Like, if you have a connecting flight, technically the airport is supposed to force you to only purchase in your last destination before coming back to Canada. Hmm. If, at least that's the way I understand it. Like, you, I don't know. Whichever one they let you get away with. Like, if you go to the... <laughs> uh, if you're taking a flight out of YVR, you can go to the duty-free, even if you're staying in Canada. Yeah. But they won't let you buy anything. You know, you have to show them your ticket, and they're like, "Oh, you're staying in Canada? No, you don't. You don't qualify." We had, we had this issue in. Uh, <laughs> You've had the experience in in Europe. Hmm. It's complicated. I've never like bought anything via duty free. Really? Yeah. Why? Haven't had the urge, I guess. I like walk through the stores if I'm waiting. But yeah, that's about it. I uh, feel like the savings aren't even. As big as people like really like to talk about. Yeah. Uh, this one from Discount Dracula. What is a vacation destination that you have always wanted to get to? So I'm assuming a place you haven't been before that you would like to go to. Ooh. For me, it's probably uh, Bora Bora. Bora Bora. Yeah. Wow. Bora Bora there. is pretty incredible. Have you been there? I have not. Uh, okay. <laughs> he said it with, with yeah, such conviction. I was like, you've it's, been it's there. incredible. Like, oh, my, uh, my, my wife has talked about it enough, so I've I've seen it quite a bit. <sighs> That's the the same with me. My girlfriend really wants to go there, yeah. and it's just like rubbed off on, yeah. rubbed off on me. You get the little huts over the ocean. Yeah, that's the main thing. Isn't that, that is where nice. they shot the uh, the movie with Vince Vaughn and Jason Bateman? Yeah. Oh, I forget uh, what it is, but yes. Four Couples or whatever it's called. Four Couples. I have no idea what movie that is. <laughs> I think you're mixing it up with Four Christmases, but that, that might be right. Four Couples? I'm so lost. Um, okay. I, uh, I'm telling myself Bali because I might be going to Bali next year for a wedding. Yeah. I run in those types of circles, I guess. Flex. 
<laughs> I'm going to Langley next month for one. <laughs> I uh, I've I've long wanted to go to like um, I've long wanted to go to Brazil, but see, I I, I used to, it used to be Brazil. I mean Thailand and all that sort of stuff. But then at the same time, I'm used to a certain level of um, amenities. Yes, and a certain level of standards. And Brazil also feels research, yeah. not always safe and yeah. stuff like that. I want to be boring and say Hawaii. It just looks safe and nice. Never mm. been there? Never been to Hawaii. I've been there twice. Twice. It is very nice. See? Man, you've lived it, here a long time. You've never been to Hawaii? Yeah. It's like the... It's the Hawaii's like someone like Arizona for... for it's not Vancouver that cheap. Rides. It's not like you can just jump on oh, a plane. You can find like $300 flights to, yeah. to Hawaii. I mean, by the time... It, the thing is, it's like equal to Mexico price because it's not all inclusive when you go there. Yeah, yeah. and it's not. I mean, Hawaii is not cheap. I've, I've done my research on Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's not cheap. It's not cheap. Yeah, I've no, looked into it. Definitely right. not. Uh, I'm. I'm gonna lock. I'm gonna lock in Brazil. All right. I would say Bora Bora. More realistic. I've always wanted to go to New York. But yeah. I've never been there. One of my biggest regrets is not going to the World Cup in Brazil. Like, yeah. in, like, life regret not going to the 2014 World Cup in Brazil. Did you have the opportunity to? No. I, oh. <laughs> okay. I was poor working in okay. radio, so. Ah. I thought it was like a missed opportunity or something. Yeah. You're like, no, I just didn't have the money. Well, yeah. then how do you regret it? <laughs> I mean, it was cool. Like, we got, to, we got to work the World Cup. It actually, like, catapulted my on-air career. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. I also regret not going to every World Cup that's happened. <laughs> Uh, we got two more. We'll just go late on this. It's fine. Okay. Uh, Jeffro, when is this summer going to end? I have to clean pools all day tomorrow because it's going to be 27 degrees this weekend. <laughs> I just want to watch the Canucks game. Uh, I don't think it's ending until at least uh, the last week of October, it seems. I'm really upset. I hate uh, – Josh, this is your worst take, man. Well, okay. It's just not – It's <laughs> it's fall now, okay? It's not summer. It is fall. I want to stay inside and feel like I'm allowed to be unproductive with my day. <laughs> you can still be unproductive. In your I day. know, but I feel bad. You but feel if it's guilt, raining outside, you have guilt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I hope it lasts super long, like more summer days. You know, I get to go out for a walk during the day, and it's gorgeously sunny. Oh, so sad. If we could get one rain at least, just to like clear out the smoke, that would be great. <laughs> okay. When you put it like that. <laughs> but overall, like, this is your worst take. I understand. It, it's <laughs> not a popular one. I had a couple people back me last time. but I want more fine. rain. That's fine. No. Well, just said no one just, ever. Just no, I will, say, I will say there are, like, um, there's, like, water advisories in, in parts of BC, like, in the Sunshine Coast and stuff. Yeah. And that's a problem. We need some rain. I'm with Josh. Like, I wish we had some more rain in October. At least, like, a few more rainy days. Yeah, just mix it in. I'm yeah. not, like, if it was rain and then this what we're getting this weekend then i'd be on board yeah that's okay. fine we, hey why is this place so green and luscious because it gets rain <laughs> if we don't start getting rain guess what's gonna happen okay Welcome to yeah, the let's... temperate rain forest yes. dan great when we have 26 <laughs> straight days of rain in november i'm sure you're, you're you're gonna be like oh man remember how bad october was with all that sunshine you know what the great thing about that is <laughs> you huddle up at home watch sports and watch movies and hang out that's the thing sundays feel so good when it's raining great outside. Great. NBA season is going to get going soon, Woo. too. You're going to have, like, games every night that you can watch. That's what I need. Less motivation in life. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last one from AJ. 
Uh, what are your top five Halloween movies? Uh, top, top five, five Halloween movies? Top so, five, top five. So uh, the older I get, the more I stop watching scary movies. So are these like scary movies? Yeah, I think you can put in scary movies. Or like movies. The, the franchise Halloween. <laughs> what yeah. are your top five franchise Halloween movies? I, I mean, um, so the scariest movie I've watched in my life is probably Hereditary. I hear that a lot, and I just don't want to watch it. I've never seen that. Yeah, you don't want to watch it. Yeah. Don't watch it. Uh, I mean, the, the Exorcist, of course, when I was a kid, I was terrified after watching it and everything. Yeah. But since then, watching Hereditary, like, Hereditary messed me up. <laughs> like, I haven't watched a scary movie since. I, I have no interest in watching scary movies again. I don't even know what that is. See, I like, uh, I'm not much of a horror for the sake of horror guy. I like, like, the thriller movies. Yeah. Like, A Quiet Place, I like a lot. Yeah, that's really good. That's a thriller, not a scary movie. I love yeah. Quiet Place. The first one's incredible. Have you seen the second one? The Quiet the Place 2? out? Yeah, is it's it on out? Amazon. Quiet Place 2. I I think I saw it. I saw some of it, but I don't know. I got I don't, oh, yes, I did. It wasn't as It wasn't as good, right? Yeah. I wasn't as into it. But I'd say, I mean, I'd say Event Horizon. It's more of a sci-fi horror thriller. It's one of my favorite scary movies. Um, Cabin in the Woods, fantastic. The yeah. right amount of scary and comedy. The Sixth sixth Sense? Is that a scary movie? Thriller movie? I don't know. I'm, just, I'm looking at Mystery a list movie? of uh, Halloween movies. Uh, um, right I... Like, <laughs> I don't know if it's it, it's really scary, but uh, Scream was great. Yeah, Scream the original was good. Scream. Like it, it, I know like, what you did last summer was great. Yes. Also, peak Jennifer Love Hewitt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, she was she's incredible. Uh, Paranormal Activity was a lot of fun. And the Blair Witch Project is a bit of like a movie guy. Like I kind of. It was cool. Appreciated the fact that these people made a movie on like ten thousand dollars budget. And it made and a it, lot. Of, it made it was yeah, great. And yeah. it was like, and it ended up being huge. Yeah, but so. uh, yeah, I, I don't really want to watch any more scary movies, to be honest. Never loved the the Saw movies. I'm I'm curious about this Hereditary movie now, though. Okay, are you saying I shouldn't watch it? Isn't there's like two movies that I think Hereditary is one that people just say are like the scariest movies ever. Yeah. Hereditary is one. I feel, I forget what it is. It might be Insidious is the other one that's like super, super scary. Oh, yeah. Insidious wasn't so bad. Okay. Maybe it I wasn't don't know. A lot of times when people hype these things up, I'm just like, oh, so it's just like every other scary movie. <laughs> <laughs> Although I saw some, uh, I saw a trailer for, uh, I think it was called Megan or something recently. And Ooh, it's just, it's like a, a robot doll. Like Somebody Chucky? makes this robot doll to be a, like a, a, a friend for her child, or for, for a, a child she has, um, a, an orphan child that she has taken into her home. And it's, I mean, guess what happens? The robot doll just becomes like this, no. you know, murderous, insane person. And no. Who would have thought? Yes. That's right. the, the scariest movie ever is like the, the robot videos you see on Twitter every once in a while that are like, hey, look at this army robot dog. The Boston Robotics <laughs> yes. one? Yes. <laughs> like, you've never seen a movie before. Thank you for making this. Uh, yeah, The Ring messed me up. Somebody texted it. I remember watching The Ring the first time. That was, that mm. was uh, pretty creepy. Um, the Ring was creepy. Yeah, we got a lot of I me. Mean, Andres from Issaquah sent, me, sent us <laughs> a DM for about wrong turn. And even just looking at the cover of it i'm disturbed yep so yeah like i i I just can't do you know the scary movies anymore it's just too much man 
Like the anxiety you get from watching one of those movies, like afterwards, like I, I'm, I'm good. Like, yeah. I, I, why I, put yourself through that? I always watch one a year, and then I remember that I just don't like the feeling. Yes. And then I watch Ghostbusters. When, <laughs> when you're like, don't go into that room. Why are you going into that room? Don't do it. Uh, all right, that's uh, that's it for the mailbag. Yeah, why uh, do people in horror movies make the worst decisions? I don't know. Like just. Yeah, have you never seen a more horror movie before? <laughs> Let's split up. Yes. <laughs> and let's take this dark tunnel. Like, no, what are you doing? Uh, it is uh, Canuck Central. Appreciate you always sending in so many great questions for the mailbag. Subscribe to the podcast. That way you never miss an edition of Canuck Central. You are listening to Sportsnet 650.